2019 and welcome back to the up north trip i'm your host sean lawson we got a jam-packed show for you a lot of nfl news breaking last night uh, a lot of trades that popped off especially with one team but nonetheless we're gonna get right into recapping of the week six that just happened last monday sunday and thursday in the nfl and we're going to start with the Thursday nighter, of course, as per usual. The Patriots, they remain undefeated at 6-0 in the AFC and reign supreme in that conference. As they take care of the Giants single-handedly, I think they put up 35 points. Tom Brady, apparently people are saying he didn't have the best game, but and they've noticed that there is some sort of decline, and I think I've heard this narrative every year for the past four years he's the ageless wonder he's still gonna get the w's they have the jets coming up so i think he's gonna be good folks quarterback kyle allen for the carolina panthers sorry is 4-0 and 5-0 as a starter he played one game last season at the end of the year and won that game and he hasn't thrown an interception yet folks in this five game span listen he's doing fine without cam newton and he's going to be carrying this team the defense for the panthers is playing exceptional kyle allen as he gets the w in jolly old england against the tampa bay buccaneers and Jameis winston who threw for 400 yards oh and five interceptions definitely going to be featuring him as on our segment, Warm Beer, Cold Beer. Stay tuned for that. Kirk Cousins decided to show up at home against the Eagles this Sunday as they pull off the win 38-20 to over Carson Wentz and the Eagles. His wide receivers are happy for now until Cousins has to play in primetime. The Vikings' upcoming schedule feature five primetime matchups home against his former team, the Redskins, the Washington Redskins, at Cowboys and Jerry World, at Seahawks with the 12s, and at Chargers. And later on in the year, week 16, I believe, home for the Packers. So no easy task with the remaining primetime schedule that the Vikings have when you have average quarterback Kirk Cousins. The Garbage Bowl, or what everyone else is calling it, the Tanking Bowl, tanking for Tua, the quarterback of Alabama in the NCAA football featured the winless Dolphins and Redskins take on one another with a late Brian Fitzmagic surge by the Dolphins late in the fourth quarter they decided to go for the win after scoring a touchdown and go and defer and not go for the extra point and send it into overtime they decided to go for two a gutsy call might as well two winless teams screw it give a give red zone everyone watching on red zone a chance to see something amazing happen well, they failed and are now 0-5, I believe. Oh boy, the Miami Dolphins. You're out, you're out doing the Redskins. You're tanking for Tua. Good job, guys. The Houston Texans went into Kansas City and pulled off a huge, another huge upset win. Kansas City has now fallen two back-to-back games at home. One against the Indianapolis Colts last week. And now to the Texans. Deshaun Watson, meanwhile, threw for a couple interceptions, but still pulled off the W 
out there in Kansas City. Tough place to win a football game. And the Texans, they look good, folks. They really do. The New Orleans Saints outlast the Jaguars and Gardner Minshew. They won 13-6. to And Teddy Bridgewater is net, is. Now, I believe, 4-0 and as well, or if if not, 5-0 and with the... No, 4-0. and Drew Brees did win a football game against the Texans. But they get another W with the backup quarterback. And Teddy is now 8-0. and Sorry, he's won 7 out of those last road starts as a starting QB. And he's just really good on the road. Um, and also, it helps when you play in the Dome in New Orleans. He's uh, he's putting up a good uh, repertoire. And Teddy Bridgewater holding down the fort for Drew Brees as he waits his return. The Seattle Seahawks take care of the uh, Cleveland Browns on the road. 32-28 to was the final score. The Browns' O-line is still struggling. As well as Baker Mayfield, he's also going to be featured in warm beer cold beer not a good day for quarterbacks on the up north trip but stay tuned for that the baltimore ravens get the dub in it was it no against the Bengals. sorry i don't know if it was in uh cincinnati or in baltimore i didn't watch the game and they take control of the afc north as the cleveland browns continue to struggle they're two and four the cleveland browns and the ravens are now four and two Sitting atop the NFC North, uh, AFC North, sorry. The Atlanta Falcons continue to disappoint everyone in the state of Georgia as they fall to the Cardinals, 34-33. Their kicker, Matt Bryant, I believe his name is, missed an extra point on their their second-to-last touchdown that they scored. And they went down the field and scored another touchdown, but didn't have enough time to get more points on the field as Kyler Murray gets his second win in a row and kills out the clock. I think uh, I think their head coach, Dan Quinn, is on the out soon. Their president, not president, their owner, sorry, Arthur Blank, said that up until week nine, if there is no improvement, we're going to be moving on, essentially. So hopefully the Falcons get a little two-game winning streak, but... I don't think that's going to work out very well for the HC in Atlanta. The mono survivor, Sam freaking Donald, shut down the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. The Cowboys dropped three straight games, a record of three and three, tied with Philadelphia atop the NFC East. Dak Prescott really thought he was worth $35 plus million a year. Yikes. Cowboys struggles continue and they're getting a little banged up. The offensive line is not at a hole. Um, Zeke is nowhere to be seen and Amari Cooper is ruled out for their Sunday matchup against the Eagles. Definitely not a good trend. They got to step it up if they want to continue to be dominant in the NFC. Short note on the Broncos-Titans matchup. The Broncos shut out the Titans at home. Titans look awful right now. 16-0 was the final score. Joe Flacco gets the W. They're 2-4. and four. They're tied with the Chargers in that second place in the AFC West. So good for the Broncos and Vic Vangio, head coach. 
Pittsburgh Steelers third string QB Devlin Hodges, a.k.a. The Duck, pulls off the impressive win on the road, but pretty much a home game in L.A. for the Steelers as their faithful fans travel well and they shut down the L.A. Chargers. Yeah, I don't know what it is with um, well-traveling teams in L.A. There's obviously fans all over the uh, the world for your certain team, but especially in L.A., if you could... Everyone who has season tickets in, whether it's for the Chargers or for the Rams, they just sell them off to the fans that want to travel and watch their team play. Um, and it, it essentially affects their team because, you know, they're having crowd noise when they're on offense. You're supposed to be quiet at home when your offense is on the field. But with the traveling, uh, with the traveling teams, their fans are going to join them. And look, a third-string quarterback won an NFL game. No excuse for the Chargers. I believe I'm done with them. I don't see how they're going to be in the playoffs unless they could totally turn it around. Head coach Anthony Lynn said there was no excuse for the loss on Sunday night. Awful, awful Chargers. And finally, on Monday night, probably one of the worst games officiated this year. And that's saying a lot because... There's been a heck, a, lot of, a heck of a lot of games decided on poor officiating. But nonetheless, the Green Bay Packers get the win against the Lions with obviously the help of the terrible officiating crew on Monday night. They called two illegal hands to the face to a player in defensive end Trey Flowers for the Detroit Lions who has never been flagged for the call ever in his professional career. If that is saying something about the officiating, it's... It's terrible. <laughs> you got a guy who is dominant enough to never have been called for that ever, and you're going to call it twice to him? Listen, I'm, I love the Green Bay Packers. I'm glad we got the win. 5-1 wasn't pretty. was ugly. Ugly win, but I'll take it. And I'm not thanking the referees for doing so. Thanks to the refs for... Uh, giving us a W. No, I'm actually kind of, you know, heated in a way because my team didn't perform that well to have gotten the win. We were banged up on wide receiver. Geronimo Allison got knocked out of the game. No Devontae Adams. And after a stellar game against the Dallas Cowboys, Aaron Jones was nowhere to be found. Huge drop in the end zone. There was drops everywhere in the end zone. And on the field by our wide receivers. It's just terrible. Darius Shepard. What the hell is wrong with you man? He's a young wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. He had an awful game. He dropped a pass. Hit him right in the face. And the Detroit Lions picked us up. The Detroit Lions. I'm going to say it here. Should have won that game. But this just goes to show that the NFL has a huge problem when it comes to these referees. And we're going to be moving on to Ref Watch. The officiating through six weeks in the NFL has been atrocious and damaging to the league. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying this just to spark up fucking news and shit. This is, this is a problem, and it's hurtful for the league. It's hurtful for the, the fans of the league who have been alive for 40, 50 years who have fallen in love with this game. It's terrible. And to blame is Al Riveron, head of NFL referees. He's in charge for reviewing the games, reviewing on how 
how these NFL referees are conducted and how they're performing. And there's no discipline for these groups of refs who are calling these bad calls that are affecting people's livelihoods in terms of head coaches and players and GMs. It's, it's terrible. All because of these referees can't get the right call. Only one pass interference call has been overturned after we made such an off-season deal about it. And when there's clearly pass interference, they're not doing anything about it. It's honestly terrible for the game. and But listen, I'm still going to watch the NFL regardless. I love football. But when it happens to your team, it's it's going to suck. And it's, it's already happened to us in the Philadelphia Eagles game. But nonetheless, I digress. We're 5-1, and one, and they need to fix it right now. Uh, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, you need to fix this right now because it's affecting your, your livelihood. We got probably the most trade action in a night for just a random, a random Tuesday ever. So I finish work and I get home and then I see all this news about the LA Rams being crazy active with three separate teams acquiring, shipping away some people. So we're going to get right into it. The Los Angeles Rams and the Ravens agreed to a trade that will send linebacker Kenny Young and a fifth round pick from the Ravens to the Rams in exchange for cornerback Marcus Peters. Now, Marcus Peters hasn't had the best year so far, but it's still early. He's been burnt toast. But nonetheless, the Ravens get some veteran help in the cornerback market. And the Rams get a nice young linebacker who could hopefully stop the run for them. That's their big problem right now for the Rams and the Ravens. They need quarterbacks for the Ravens, and the Rams need run-stopping help. Then, a few hours later, the Rams also traded for offensive line Austin Corbett from the Cleveland Browns in exchange for a 2021 fifth-round pick. So the Rams are looking for help on the offensive line because clearly Jared Goff is under um, distress. He's getting knocked down way too much, but I don't see how a plug-in offensive line from a terrible Cleveland Browns offensive line is going to help you that much. Nonetheless, the Rams are going to try to see if this guy fits in his system, Sean McVay's system in L.A. But probably the biggest trade this season, during the season, I might add. The Rams weren't done. They acquired Pro Bowl quarterback Jalen Ramsey from the Jacksonville Jaguars in exchange for two first-round picks in 2020 and 2021. And a fourth round pick as well in the 2021 draft. So clearly, Sean McVay and everyone there in LA are going for all the marbles. They bring in one of the best cornerbacks, if not the best cornerback in the NFL right now. And they're looking help for defense, especially because they've been getting killed. That game against the 49ers last, last week, only putting up seven points. Definitely not of the L.A. Rams of last year, but Super Bowl hangover. When you lose in the Super Bowl, this stuff is going to happen. But hopefully these acquisitions for them 
will help them out. In other news, quarterback Ryan Tannehill for the Tennessee Titans, after he got put into the game on Sunday in place of Marcus Mariota, the team has decided to promote him to starting quarterback over Marcus. And I, I've said this probably two or three episodes ago. It's about damn time Ryan Tannehill is going to get the start for the Titans. So I'm glad one of my predictions actually got right. So uh, what's that? One for 25, I guess. I don't know. Baseball news. We got freaking baseball news for y'all baseball fans. The MLB news of today, the Washington Nationals swept the St. Louis Cardinals last night in a 7-4 victory. And they're moving on to the next round. So I, I essentially guess that the Washington Nats Nationals used to be the Montreal Expos. In fact, that yes, they, they were that. Um, but go Nationals because essentially it's go Expos. And I can't believe the Milwaukee Brewers lost to the Cardinals. Because for all that happened, they just go out there and get swept. But nonetheless, kudos to the Nationals. And Bryce Harper must be feeling some type of way as he left this offseason to go to the Phillies, who did not make the playoffs. So that was talking baseball. And that'll probably be it until the Astros or Yankees win or the rest of the teams that are still in it win. In NHL news, especially for all you hometown folks, the Montreal Canadiens fell last night to the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning scored three unanswered goals to the final of 3-1 to one against the Habs in Montreal. The Habs fall to two wins, two losses, and two losses in overtime. So, nonetheless, we have six points on the season. It's, it's not over, but definitely we would love to have that game against Detroit, the Detroit Red, Red Wings, and this game back. Moving on to warm beer, cold beer. Like I said earlier, not going to be one a good one for the quarterbacks as I'm going to be laying into them. Yes, the, a lot of these quarterbacks have not performed well, especially the younger ones. And to start, we're going to start with the Cleveland Browns quarterback, Baker Mayfield, as he's thrown for a total on the season 11 interceptions. So his favorite player is Brett Favre, right? And Brett Favre has a lot of, I would say, interceptions in his time as a, as a starting quarterback, would you say? Well, you lived and died with Brett Favre in the 90s. And the early 2000s. The Minnesota Vikings could vouch for that, as in the NFC Championship later in his career, career, he threw a ball across his body and got picked off, leading to the Saints going to the Super Bowl. Like I said, you live and die with Brett Favre. And for Baker Mayfield saying that his favorite player was Brett Favre, I guess he's saying that you're going to be living and dying with Baker Mayfield. They're, the defense are figuring him out. Listen, he's rushing his throws. Of course he's going to get picked off. They're not going to be the prettiest balls. This is unfortunate. But nonetheless, you live and die with Baker Mayfield. You live and die with your quarterback. Until he really struggles and can't throw the ball whatsoever, it's time for a switch. But right now, Baker Mayfield is your best option in Cleveland. 100%. No disputing that. 
So Baker Mayfield, enjoy a frothy cold beer. I mean, warm beer. And move on to next week, buddy. Actually, you have a bye. So move on to the Patriots, which you have <laughs> your next game. But you get two weeks to prepare for it. Moving on, quarterback Marcus Marietta got benched, like I said earlier, in place of Ryan Tannehill. Not much to say here. I'm done with the Titans. Warm beer. Marcus Mariota. And his former draft buddy in 2015, quarterback Jameis Winston, the first overall pick in the 2015 draft, threw five picks overseas. He didn't get picked off by the ocean. He got picked off by the Carolina Panthers defense. On the first play of the game, nonetheless, he got through an interception. I don't know what it is. Jameis Winston is just, you think he's going to be fixed by head coach um, Bruce Arians. And he plays a solid two games. And then you think he's getting better. You think he's turning out into the star you wanted five years ago. And he just shows you his old ways and not taking care of the ball. There was a bunch of fumbles in this game for the pack, uh, Buccaneers too. So, you know what? Warm beers all around for these young quarterbacks. Got to step up. Except for a quarterback that I'm going to be talking about later. Warm beer status goes to one team this podcast episode. And that is going to be the Dallas Cowboys after falling three straight games. Three straight games, sorry. To the, um, and now to the winless Jets. Awful. Dallas Cowboys. Injury trouble, I get it. But there's no excuse for this defense that was a Super Bowl contending defense. And now they're not show showing up. They're getting burnt by the Jets. The winless Jets. We can't call them at it, that anymore. And Dallas Co Cowboys, enjoy a warm, frothy beer all around for that organization. Moving on. Sam Darnold, you're getting a cold beer, a nice cold beer. You get to sill, sit, chill, and, and relax. You played a phenomenal game after suffering mono. Don't share your beer, please, with any of your teammates. You don't need any more guys not in there for y'all. You got your first win. And you know what? I'm going to award this also a cold beer status to the rest of the team. Good job. You guys did great at home against the Cowboys. Always good seeing the Cowboys lose. How about them Cowboys? How about them Jets? I'm also awarding cold beer statuses to two teams as well. The Denver Broncos, as they win two in a row, and everyone thought they were done. They win two in a row. They're in an okay position in the AFC West. And with the Chargers playing so poorly, you could, you could probably beat the Chargers single-handedly right now. That defense is showing up. They're getting turnovers. It, it's taking some time. It's taking a process with the new head coach in Vic Fangio. Taking some time. Lastly, cold beer status goes to the San Francisco 49ers. I really, you can't really point out one person that's carrying this team. It's a group effort. Defense is amazing. They're five and zero, undefeated in the season. Jimmy Garoppolo, after all the talk of last year on how he's not ready, this, that, and the third, he's here. He's ready to go. That running game is serious with three running backs in Mostert, Breida, and Coleman, I believe. But good job. Good job, 49ers. You're at top of the NFC. 
and definitely picking up some hype. And to close out the show, ladies and gentlemen, we have obviously our NFL Week 7 game picks. We have on Thursday night, tomorrow, October 17th, we have the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Denver Broncos. A nice AFC West matchup. I think we're going to get a Kansas City win. I know Denver is a tough place to win, but nonetheless, Patrick Mahomes has done it before. I think he's going to have a bounce back game. The Chiefs can't drop three in a row. They can't. They can't afford it. If this is the team that's supposed to take out the New England Patriots atop the AFC, they can't afford three losses in a row. Their defense is suspect, but they gotta they gotta step up. Now's your time, and you're you're coming against a, a Denver team that's won two in a row. So, but nonetheless, I digress. Going with believing in the Chiefs. Sunday, October twentieth, we have the Oakland Raiders traveling to Green Bay. I'm going with the Packers. Continue it. Six and one. Let's go. Next, we have the Los Angeles Rams versus the Atlanta Falcons. This is a no-brainer. Going with the Rams. The Rams have dropped a couple games in a row, but at the end of the day, they're playing the Falcons, who whose defense is burnt toast. So, going with the Rams. We also have the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Washington Redskins. This is a no-brainer as well. 49ers are going to win this game. We have a good matchup. Houston Texans versus the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to go upset here. And the upset might be Houston. But I honestly think it's the Indianapolis Colts. They're coming off their bye. They're getting healthy. So I'm going to go with Jacoby Brissett and the Indianapolis Colts. Next we have the Minnesota Vikings versus the Detroit Lions. Listen, folks, if the Lions show up like they did against the Packers, they're going to dominate the Minnesota Vikings. We have two good defenses going up against each other. We have Matt Stafford at home. I think it's an easy decision, but I'm going to ride with the Detroit Lions. Take them out. Take out the Minnesota Vikings. You guys think that everyone's like, Detroit, oh, they're, they're going to be a sleeper in the NFC North. And it's true. I really do believe that, so I'm going to be jumping on that train. Let's go, Lions. Back up the hype. We have Gardner Minshew traveling to Cincinnati. I think Jacksonville gets a bounce-back W, and they take this one. Cincinnati is just a dumpster fire. We have also Arizona traveling to the Meadowlands against the Giants. I think Daniel Jones pulls off this victory. Arizona, though, coming in hot. Two wins in a row. This could be a toss-up game, but I think Daniel Jones gets this done. Arizona's weak at the wide receiver position. They have a lot of injuries, battling a lot of injuries. So I think the Giants get a W at that. Then we have the Miami Dolphins traveling to Buffalo. Buffalo's going to win this game single-handedly, no questions asked. That defense is serious. Fitzpatrick or Josh Rosen, I don't know who's going to be starting for Miami, but nonetheless, they're going to struggle against Buffalo for sure. Sunday at 4 p.m., we have quite a few games. We have three uh, three games in action, six teams um, playing. We have the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Tennessee and Tennessee Titans. And this is a game where you don't know really who's going to win. 
I mean, if if this was a game that you could just toss off the schedule, um, give them a tie, basically, I wouldn't be surprised if this game ended in a tie. In Tennessee, I think I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers because for some odd reason, I can't, I can't quit them, even though I said earlier I'm done with the Chargers. But who else are you going to pick in this game? Ryan Tannehill is getting his first start. I don't know. I just don't know. I, I'm very confused. Anyways, go going with the Chargers. We have a nice game. Two, two of these 4 o'clock games are actually pretty decent. We have the Baltimore Ravens, 4-2 and two versus the Seattle Seahawks at 5-1. and one. I want to believe that the Baltimore Ravens are going to be coming into Seattle and winning this game, but it's just such a tough place to play. Russell Wilson is in MVP form, so I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks here. Edging out the 4 o'clock games, we have the New Orleans Saints versus the Chicago Bears. Oh, my. Set me up for my ass on my couch on Sunday. These 4 o'clock games are going to be nice, and we even have a good Sunday nighter at that. But I'm going to go with Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints here. I know Alvin Kamara is dealing with some sort of ankle injury. He's not looking 100%, but I think he's going to tape it up, and he's just going to play fine. So book it for the Saints. Sunday night, like I said, we have a good matchup. We have an AF, uh, NFC East matchup with the Philadelphia Eagles at 3-3 three and three versus the Dallas Cowboys as well as 3-3. Three and three. But no Randall Cobb, no Amari Cooper missing the whole left side of your offensive line i'm going with the eagles in jerry world let's go eagles fly eagles fly and to wrap up week seven on monday october 21st we have the new england patriots versus the new york jets listen the patriots are going to win this game but i hope it's a good game i hope sam darnold shows like shows up like he did against the cowboys and makes it interesting I really hope that's what we get. So some good some good late games in week seven. And that's gonna do it for us here at the Up North Trip, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the support. Thanks for all the kind words that I've gotten from my close friends. I appreciate y'all. And please give us a rating of five stars on Spotify or wherever you take in this podcast. It would really help promoting it. And share it with a friend. Share it with anybody, your parents that like sports, your cousins that like sports, or your friends of friends of friends that like sports. I'm really trying to hopefully make a career out of this one day, and I would much appreciate if y'all would share it. Share it on your Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, but I really appreciate you guys. There's no poll question today. Unfortunately, I'm... <laughs> I'm in the shit with my homework at school, so I uh, don't have time for that. I really got to finish this assignment, but nonetheless about me. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll see you next week. Peace out.